welcome to If Cage Walls Could Talk, your weekly heart-to-heart on all things animals. My name is Jody Whitaker, and I am the founder and executive director of the Chicago Alliance for Animals, the partnership to ban horse carriages worldwide, and the Center for Ethical Science. This show was created and brought to you by my all-grassroots volunteer organizations working to liberate animals from suffering and pain. So uh, before I introduce today's guests, I want to talk just a little bit about our uh, campaign to ban horse carriages in Dallas. Uh, my partner uh, through the partnership uh, to ban horse carriages worldwide, Gloria Raquel Carbajal, uh, is working uh, very hard daily to uh, to do everything we can to uh, reach out to Dallas's officials, uh, reach out to um animal advocates and, and caring, compassionate people who would like to see uh, the very dangerous and inhumane trade end in Dallas. So uh, we did uh, get two more media hits uh, in the last week, at least two that I know of, uh, about our campaign. And we had four uh, Ban Horse Carriages Dallas advocates uh, speak before Dallas's city council in, in support of a ban, and they all did an amazing job. Uh, so, yeah, we uh, this is a very active campaign, and uh, my hope is that we can get them banned in Dallas this year. Uh, so we definitely need endorsements from businesses, uh, organizations, veterinarians. Uh, so if you run your own business or uh, uh, your own company or you run an organization. It doesn't matter really what kind of business it is. We're looking for endorsements from any sort of business. Or if you're a veterinarian, we could definitely use your endorsement as well. Uh, so if you can uh, endorse us by letting us use your logo or just your name, just reach out to me uh, through the Chicago Alliance for Animals Facebook page or through our website. Uh, and we also need phone calls to Dallas's uh, city council. So please call uh, 214-670-4050. Um, that's Dallas City Hall. And then just urge them to uh, implement a humane horse carriage ban. And you can tell them where you're from. You can tell them that uh, you don't want to visit Dallas until the horses are no longer exploited on Dallas's streets. You don't have to give your name. Uh, it's really whatever you're comfortable with. But always request a, a return call to show them that you're serious. All right. So uh, thanks again to Gloria and also to Tracy, who's working hard in Boston to ban horse carriages in Boston and New York City. She's got two campaigns she's running. She's doing a great job, too. Uh, so now I'd like to welcome Jason Saltz, uh, who is uh, actively running and started the campaign to uh, ban bull riding at George Mason University. Matt Russell, I hope I'm saying his name correctly, campaign manager for the Animal Legal Defense Fund, and Rachel Nicoletta, who is a graduate of George Mason University, who, who um, helped start the campaign with Jason back in 2019. So welcome, everybody. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So uh, I appreciate your all your time today. Uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, Jason, how did the campaign to end bull riding at George Mason University's campus start? Sure. Um, so in 2019, I came across an advertisement for bull riding that was going to be taking place at George Mason University. And I was really shocked to see that such an event was going to be taking place at at George Mason University. So I reached out to Rachel 
who was a student at GMU at the time. And she immediately decided that she was going to take action. And I worked with her on a petition on organizing protests, uh, etc. She also did a ton of work on campus that I wasn't really involved in, such as organizing multiple outreach events to get uh, student support. But I'll let her talk about that later. All right, great. Uh, and I understand that there have been bull riding protests outside of Eagle Bank branches in Washington, D.C. Uh, so why are people protesting Eagle Bank? Sure, thanks. Uh, appreciate that question. Uh, so Eagle Bank is a local bank in the Washington, D.C. area. And in 2015, they paid $6.6 million to put their name on the George Mason University's uh, arena on their campus. So this probably makes them by far the, the biggest source of admer- advertisement at the arena. Uh, it used to be called the Patriot Center before that time. And at the time that they decided to put their name on the arena, animal abuse was already taking place there. Uh, the university has hosted, for example, Ringling Brothers multiple times. So George Mason University students and local citizens such as myself, we asked Eagle Bank if they would please make a public statement saying that they would prefer animals not be used as entertainment in the arena that bears their name. Uh, They've refused to do this. uh, And so, you know, we have had protests outside of their branches. I think that this is a great idea, however, for activists all over the world to follow. You know, if a company puts their name on an arena and animal abuse takes place at that arena, then that company should also be held accountable. Exactly. Uh, That's uh, similar to what we discussed on the show last week. Uh, They are having bull riding next weekend at the Now Arena out in um, Hoffman Estates, a suburb of Chicago. And... uh, we have reached out to the uh, owner and the company of Now Foods, which is the the name on the marquee, uh, to let them know that, you know, they're selling these uh, health foods and vitamins and uh, portray themselves as this kind of upstanding health food company, yet they are, their name is tied in with severe animal cruelty and abuse. So I buy some of their vitamins, and now I'm going to have to find another <laughs> uh, source of vitamins now that you've told me that. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I've, I've done some actions on this for, uh, well, every year we, we reach out to uh, the Hoffman Estates mayor, uh, now Arena. Uh, so definitely let them know that you're going to, you know, you're going to stop buying their products until they get this uh, bull riding banned in uh, at the arena they're named after. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I understand, Matt, that you were at the Eagle Bank Arena at George Mason University when a bull broke his leg in September of 2022. Uh, can you, without too, too grotesque detail, tell us what you witnessed? Sure. I, I was there to bear witness with uh, another person who was specifically uh, filming for the possibility of, you know, the abuse that was going to take place. And it was uh, it was very dramatic bull uh, right out of the chute, crashed 
to the ground, severely breaking one of his legs. And then because of, and this is something that the audience may already know, but one of the, the abuses of bulls in bull riding is the, the tools that they use to make them uh, do this exaggerated bucking. It's um, they'll use electric prods, but also there's a bucking strap or a flank strap that is cinched tightly around a very sensitive part of their abdomen. And so in a case like this, when a bull gets injured, that bucking strap is still on and they're still trying to get rid of that uh, sensation. So this poor animal kept struggling to get up and was suffering in front of hundreds of, of people in the audience. The, the reaction through the whole crowd was everyone was, was shocked to see this animal um, suffering in front of them. And then eventually the bull could not move anymore, was uh, then drug out of the arena by a rope around his neck. And then later uh, killed. And that's very typical when the, uh, the exaggerated bucking leads to injuries like this, broken backs, broken legs. Um, that is typically what happens is that it becomes a fatal injury where the animal is killed. If they can, they'll send them to slaughter um, because that's really where rodeo animals end up mm-hmm. for the most part. So, so the bull could not get up on his own, right? After struggling to get up and further injuring his leg, he finally collapsed and couldn't get back up and was drug out of the arena. By his neck. By his neck. <laughs> it's 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 unbelievable uh, that I said this a week ago because last week we spoke with Michael Kabliska from a Shark showing animals respect and kindness. And the fact that... Uh, bull riding and rodeos are even legal in in our in America because they're the only thing about rodeos. The only thing that is for sure is that it's all about animal cruelty. There's not one redeeming quality of rodeo. It's uh, without these torturous devices, like you mentioned, uh, there there just would be no rodeo. There'd be no horses or bulls uh, bucking out of chutes. So. So, so the audience was pretty uh, disturbed by what they were witnessing. Yeah, and everyone, you know, no one ex- expected necessarily for that to happen. I believe that a lot of times with rodeos, there are seasoned, um, you know, rodeo sort of, um, I don't know, fans. But there's also you know, maybe 50% of any given rodeo crowd are people that are just curious and have never been to a rodeo. So mm-hmm. we see often when these incidents happen, um, it really is shocking to all the people in the audience, although the announcers are, are very accustomed to it and they have a way to try to um, kind of keep things moving. They just will even sometimes crack jokes mm-hmm. after was injured in the arena and just try to move on quickly because um, these are inevitable injuries. This is predictable. It's it's happening, like you said, in plain view, um, and it's happening routinely. And these injuries get – they're really underreported um, by the industry because the rodeo industry knows that um, people won't stand for this. Mm-hmm. And it really uh – 
I got to say, uh, heroes like you and uh, and uh, Jason and Rachel, who witness, who bear witness to these events, to take the video footage is really key uh, in in ending a lot of animal abuse or exploitation. Is getting footage is really um, is is just critical, and uh, and we ha- now have this video of this bull breaking his leg and uh and it it's a perfect example of what bull of what bull riding is so um and and jody yeah if i could say one thing this it's jason Mm -hmm. um this this event was the first bull riding event at george mason university where i had asked a friend if they would go in and film and they happened to have captured this Mm-hmm. So we have no idea how many other incidents like this have taken place at George Mason University. Mm-hmm. You know, this was the only time that we had someone with a camera inside. Yeah, so the first time you have someone with a camera, that's what you witness. So imagine how many other times uh, an animal breaks a limb or breaks their neck and it, there's no video to to prove it. So uh, we actually have a caller. Uh, let's take this call. It's, they were, uh, it's Ted from Bensonville calling about bull riding. Hello, Ted. Yeah, how you guys? How you guys? Hi, how you doing? Good. Hey, I'm a fan of your show. I listen to it every week. Yeah, I'm a, I have to admit, a fan of the one after yours, too, so I always listen to you leading up. appreciate what you do. Oh, but I also Thank you. appreciate bull riding. No problem. I'm a big PBR fan. The bulls are revered. You know, they're they're called athletes. They're they're revered. The the riders take a lot more abuse than the bulls. Obviously, they're way smaller. Get thrown all over. Do the, the riders? Uh, you know, after. are the riders sent to slaughter, Ted? If they break uh, a leg, yeah, are they know. sent to slaughter? Or are they uh, pulled off uh, by the neck by a rope? Okay, I'm going to say that at the end of their lives, I don't know a lot of riders when they're older. But I'm going to say it's a heck of a lot like football or MMA fighting. Where sure, but that's I a choice. They suffer, uh, yeah, they can, they can, and they well, can die. The they can die doing uh, bull riding. You're, but that's their choice. Right. They Animals should not be abused. They're not abused. They they're are not. abused. They're Did not. you not they're, just they're, hear the beginning of this of this show about a, how a bull broke what? his leg? Is that not abuse? Sure, and then they slaughtered that one. Do they send all of them to slaughter? Yes. <laughs> when a bull can no yeah, longer perform, that's their that's their outcome. They don't go out and live in a grassy field. Well, then I guess the other, yeah, they the get the treated other like all there's another interesting thing about um, this this fact about these animals ending up in slaughter is that. Um, uh, Dr. Peggy Larson, who also uh, grew up with rodeo and, and, and became a, a large animal veterinarian, she has friends that she's spoken to in the USDA who actually are USDA inspectors who have worked in these slaughterhouses when these discards from the rodeo come through. And she and, and yeah. you know, we could point you to the very graphic descriptions of the damage that these animals yeah, go through. Literally, you know what you guys um, of blood. Excuse me. Uh, Please let him inside finish, of, Ted. Of these animals, bro- broken sure. ribs, broken bones, uh, just like a list of, of issues. And these are the kind of things, the, the reason why these animals have no protection is because they're farmed animals. 
you could never do this type of thing to, could you imagine if we did this to a dog or a cat, the outrage? But because they're farmed animals, they have virtually no protections under the law. And that's why organizations like the Animal Legal Defense Fund and others are working so hard to try to protect these animals and in these cruel events. Gotcha. So now that you're finished, uh, if you're going to pull the slaughter card, there are a lot of, you know, obviously a lot of people who don't choose to get slaughtered and get slaughtered. That's worse. So if you're talking about the slaughtering of things, what? you know, you know, an animal is never as important as a person being slaughtered. Uh, and a I don't lot of think humans slaughtered are slaughtered. Ted, are humans slaughtered? Yes, they are. Oh, sure they are. Oh, many times. Absolutely. Oh, well, absolutely. I'm not aware of any human meat in the grocery stores. You're not? Well, you're, you're not, you're not, well, not in the grocery store. No, they don't get slaughtered in the grocery store. No. Yeah, we're talking about slaughtered, being slaughtered yeah, for meat. Were, people are shot. People are killed. Know, yeah, people are murdered. That happens. But we're yeah, talking it's about... It's worse. Way worse. Okay. Well, Way worse. I highly doubt that you love my show no. since my show is about animal rights. Bull riding is abusive. No, there is no way around it. So if you appreciate watching bulls being electrically prodded, shot in the chute, um, kicked, uh, having their tails. Guys around like their paper dolls, being talked about like they're athletes, bred. Uh, they look beautiful. They're gigantic and beautiful and fed and ready to rip. And, uh, you know, it's just part of life. And like I said, no, it's not part of life. It's a car, part of uh, animal abuse and we'll be ending it. So thanks for your call, Ted. <laughs> Sorry, I got uh, that was actually I think our first uh, call on this show that any of of uh, I don't know if um, of someone debating, which I appreciate. I mean, I appreciate the calls because we have to explain to them why it's wrong. I I don't think the bulls are sitting in the chutes while they're being uh, shot with electric current being happy that they're talking about them like athletes. Agree. <laughs> All right. So, Rachel, I uh, want to bring you into the conversation. Uh, would you say that a lot of George Mason University students attend the bull riding events? Hi. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me here. Um, I actually, I was more involved in the earlier stages of the campaign. I've been um, not as active more lately, but I remember first starting off I actually did. After the event, I was in communication with the um, Office of the Vice President for University Life at GMU, and she sent me an email saying that only about 1% of the attendees were associated with Mason. So, 1% um, of the student body? Yeah. Wow. Uh, 1% of the attendees. So only 1% of... Oh, of the attendees uh, were, were students. Yeah, so clearly the event wasn't tailored towards GMU students. Right. It was tailored more towards some other audience within the area. Um, so, but no, I don't think a lot of students attended or even really supported it. Uh, Jason mentioned we started a petition earlier. It garnered a lot of um, uh, signatures. Um, and I read through the comments, lots of them were from professors and alumni and students just showing disapproval of the event. Uh, would you, can, do you know how many signatures uh, that petition you, you and uh, Jason started has? Um, actually, I haven't checked on it recently. It's been or a long Jason, time. But Jason, for, would you know? 
I think that uh, at the time, Rachel had reached out to the president's office at GMU with some of the comments. The petition might have had somewhere around 5,500 or 6,000 signatures. I I wouldn't want to be quoted on that, but, but somewhere in that area. And I do recall a bunch of comments, as Rachel indicated, from, for example, alumni expressing their great disappointment at what was happening. That's wonderful because they, you know, they depend on alumni for donations. So getting alumni of George Mason to contact uh, the officials is is wonderful. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, I agree. So, Matt, uh, can you talk about the Animal Legal Defense Fund's overall campaign to end rodeos and bull riding? Sure. So, well, right after the incident happened, of course, we reported the animal cruelty to the local jurisdiction, which just happens to be campus uh, police. Um, We didn't get anywhere there, but there we do have a student law chapter of our organization. The Animal Legal Defense Fund has uh, student law chapters at law schools across the country, and some of the students there got involved, and um, they you know, initially just started communicating with the president's office, highlighting the abuse and uh, questioning the fact that they're allowing the animal cruelty on campus and asking them to cease um, and not allow uh, the professional bull riders back. Um, And so kind of where that conversation went was the president's office, um, totally uh, took, did not take any responsibility for the decision and just said that they contract with um, a management company and they said they have the sole um, control over what comes to the venue. They control the agenda or the, the calendar. And that didn't really make a lot of sense. It just didn't seem very likely that uh, a campus like uh, uh, GMU would not have, you know, some say in the the venue regarding community standards, ethics, morals, or what have you. And so we, uh, the law students, you know, were in, in this dialogue back and forth, asking these questions, continuing to ask those questions. And finally, um, the GMU president's office just set up a Meeting, So I was in, involved in that meeting with a, a, one of the law students with the entertainment company who clearly in a very short amount of time made it clear that they had no interest in any concerns about the ethics of animals, said this isn't illegal, we'll keep doing it um, in, unless a law prohibits us from doing it. And, um, and so the law students actually filed a public records request for the contract between GMU and the management company. And, and it very clearly stated in the contract, there were in multiple places that the, the university has a lot of say in what comes to the venue. And they, they were being, um, they were being dishonest about, about that arrangement. So, um, you know, it's been it's been a number of months. There's been a lot of communication. One of the um, things that one of the law students did as well was to um, contact his state legislator, 
um, who is Senator, State Senator David Marsden, who is uh, an advocate for animals and has done a lot of good work in the state for animal protection. And, um, and Senator Marsden picked up the phone and called the president's office seemingly right away. Wow. And, and that was really encouraging. The, the message we got back from Senator Marsden was that GMU, although they had at that point, already a contract written for that year, which was last year, 2023. They had, um, you know, one more uh, showing or, you know, event with with uh, prof- the professional bull riders, but assured Senator Marsden that they would not be um, contracting with them in the future. Oh, wow. Let's hope so. What, and when was the last uh, bull riding event? Um, it was it, it was in September of last year, September 2023. Okay. So, so according to what we're hearing is it might be done at George Mason University. According to uh, the senator, and he's received this in written communication, or he's the senator's provided written communication a couple times, stating that he's heard from the president's office that this type of event will not be allowed to happen anymore. We have been unable to get George Mason University to confirm that. Okay. Well, great work, everybody. Uh, Ken, is there anything any our listeners can do to help? Uh, cement this uh, hopeful, hopefully, decision, and should, is there anyone they could call or email? I, I um, mean, they, they can always email the, the president at George Mason University. That email is simply president at gmu.edu. Okay. And then Matt may have some additional ideas. Well, we're... Um campaigning in some other areas around this issue. And um, we're also encouraging people who may live in a city um, that has the professional bull riders uh, coming to their city. We're, we're really targeting um, venues that are either state or municipally, municipally owned because, um, you know, obviously tax dollars should not be used to support animal cruelty. And if you're um, if you have a, a venue in your community that's that's partially um, or fully funded through tax dollars, um, they definitely you should have a say in what happens there. And and so we actually have a petition online that people could go to. It's at aldf.org forward slash ban pbr, and you could sign up there. Um, and you know like. Reach out to us if you want to start a campaign in your area. I know we're working in Los Angeles to ban rodeos. San Diego uh, Coalition of Animal Groups just um, working with um, Council Member Kent Lee, who just introduced an ordinance to ban rodeos there. Um, There's a lot of different activities happening across the country around this issue, so we'd love for people to get involved. Right. And uh, I'd love to work with a ALDF to get uh, get it banned at the now arena in Hoffman Estates. It comes every fe- early February or late January. It's coming next weekend. So maybe, Matt, you and I could talk about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, 
And uh, is there are there any phone numbers, real quickly, that anybody could call uh, at George Mason University to urge them to finally uh, uh, ban it for good? Um, they, they, if they wanted to, they, yeah, they they could call the president's office. I don't know if they'll get through, but the phone number is seven zero three nine nine three eight seven zero zero. All right, wonderful. Well, I'll be making that call, sending an email uh, in the next couple of days, urging the, urging uh, the president to make the right decision and end this cruelty. So, I thank you three very much for all of your work on this campaign. It sounds like it's a winning uh, a winning campaign, and hopefully, uh, we won't ever see bull riding at J- George Mason University again. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, real quickly, between uh, guests, I want to thank my friends and former bosses, Christine Dorchek and Carrie Teal of Great 2K USA Worldwide. They are helping support this important show, and they work daily to end the cruelty of dog racing across the globe. Learn how... Learn more about how a small group of people can make a big difference for animals at gray2kusa.org. So now we're going to take a 180. <laughs> and uh, uh, my friend Neiman from Kale My Name is back. You are. This will be the third time. Hello. That's <laughs> correct. Third is a charm, they say. You yeah. know? And I'm sure it's not the last. No. <laughs> yeah. You are. Like, I love it here. Every every time I've had you on, uh, my friends and my mom's like, she's so great. You should have him on. Because you, you, you know, you, you're... An outgoing person, and uh, it's it's also it's important to have fun on this show because so many of our issues that we discuss are so sad and hard. And uh, Henry has seen me cry ugly many times. <laughs> so I just I'm just wondering, did you turn him vegan by now? Because he's, <laughs> he's heard so many stories. Yeah, he's getting an education every Saturday. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, like, where where are you in the process, man? With, with this? <laughs> I am w- way more informed and way more sympathetic to everything just because of how much information I'm hearing. Okay, a lot of it, like, I mean, I understood. I've I've always had like vegan vegetarian friends growing up, but like. You know, I didn't know, like, the bloody details of it all as much and, like, how, like, insane things were. So this has definitely, like, opened me up to a lot of things. I definitely order a lot more vegetarian and vegan, like, options when I'm out eating and cook for myself. Good. Good for you. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what this show is all about because a lot of the, especially with big agriculture, it's so hidden. I mean, everything, Mm -hmm. most of these issues are hidden. uh, And... Uh, a lot of people honestly want to keep their heads in the sand with with good reason. It's hard to deal with. And uh, I mean, I say it every week, mm-hmm. I, you know, I end up po- apologizing for crying or whatever. But the fact is, is it's hard stuff and it's happening on a huge level, industrial animal suffering. So uh, that's why I have the show uh, to, and thank to you for that. raise yeah. awareness and also raise awareness about the amazing vegan food that is in well all over but especially chicago so so tell us what's happening with uh uh Kale my name and chicago x market oh i have a couple things to announce you Uh-oh. know like a last time i was like announcing panel and um today i'm gonna announce 
my own podcast. Oh, that, yes. I are you competing with me? <laughs> uh, listen, I'm here to uh, return the favor and send you official <laughs> invites to be uh, to be on my podcast, okay. which I'm super excited about. Um, I actually do have a goal um, to inspire all sorts, all sorts of people with my podcast. Uh, my goal is to... Um, inspire people just to live to their full potential, right? So it's going to be a lot of on entrepreneurship side and like a stories of the people who rise from zero to hero, as we would say. Oh, I like that. Uh, but also I would love to have a people um, who been feeling a little uh, um, that they cannot be themselves in a today's world because we have a lot of that. Um, so that's kind of goal behind my podcast. It's called Extraordinary with Neiman. Nice. And my goal with a podcast is not just to motivate people to, you know, just live to their full potential, but also to inspire them to live authentically and to not feel ever again like they're extra, but they're extraordinary. That's I the, like it. That's the goal behind it. And that's the one thing. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so where where will this be? And so it's going to be on my platforms, right? Like mainly on a YouTube, but okay. yeah, and shooting in a studio. It's like all super professionally done. I'm so excited about it. Like oh. I shot already like an intro and like announcement I posted today. Maybe you don't have a chance to see it, but you will tonight when you get your phone. Um, you are so. a social media. Uh, you know what you're doing. <laughs> you're good. I'm not good at it. I I mean, that's why I have, that's another reason why I have the show because I should be making videos mm -hmm. uh, and on Instagram. I'm not really on Instagram much. I should be, uh -huh. uh, but I do most of my ac uh, activism on Facebook because that's mm -hmm. where you, you know, you're trying to get people to take action. But yeah. these videos are very important to... Nowadays, we live in a video world. Right, yeah. right. And that's, that's how I switched too. Like when I first opened and killed my name, I was thinking that posting pictures of delicious food will be enough. It's not even closely enough, like for everything that I want to do. But then mm -hmm. exploring those videos opened so many other opportunities for me because just because I've done those videos and they had so much attention and build the following base and everything, right. opportunities are opening up for me, such as having my podcast and like doing all these fun things that I brought you over here besides food. Like you'll see, I brought you a juice and a candle and like, Yay. you know, all the fun things that I do just because thanks to those videos. So I, I'm saying we live in a video world and whoever is posting pictures, if you have a restaurant and all you do is post pictures of your beautiful food, sure, beautiful, like we'll do. Like I do that mm -hmm. from time to time, but it's no longer enough. Well, yeah. it's almost like you need a social media manager. If, you, if, yeah. you're, if you're not doing it yourself, you need someone to help you with it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's so it's such it's I, I believe it. And nowadays it's the most powerful tool that there is. It's social media. Yes, definitely. Uh, so I heard that there is a new pizza and pasta place opening at X Market. Yes, so that is, I'm so excited about it because like I already had that's pizza pasta, but also a salad. Okay. Okay. Let's not forget about a salad. We vegans, <laughs> we vegans tend to run away from the salad more than the, than the non-vegans yet, do. Yet everybody thinks that's all we eat is yeah, like exactly. a little grass and. <laughs> but listen, sometimes that's all I want. It's, it's a, a good, good salad. salad. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and these uh, uh, salads are amazing. Um, I believe it's called Veganiano. Um, it's an Italian concept. So uh, pizza, pasta, of course, then, then a salad. I so far only had salads, multiple ones that are like all amazing. 
I heard from others that a pizza is super uh, great, uh, but um, I don't know if you know this, but it's run by Brian, who you met from yes. Chicago Nut Dogs. Right. And I couldn't get more excited about it because he's so amazing. His food's delicious. He's such a great guy. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves his food. Right. And I'm like, okay, let's then try something that, you know, will work. Because all the other vendors from the day one, we are still there till till today, right? But that one spot, we seemed we struggled a little bit. Okay. And I think this is kind of final step that we needed to take, that somebody experienced there and who knows how to run it, like, takes it. So, um, you know, come and try. And, and I, I'm sure, as I said, like, I tried some multiple salads so far and they were just so amazing. And honestly, I might even just go after this and have a salad <laughs> from there. So, so welcome to about, join me. Tell us about the salads. Um, it just, like those are my favorite feature that he has is build your own mm-hmm. and it's like a 20 different ingredients it's like super diverse and you can just put whatever you want and that's what I did like I just tried to combinate multiple things and stuff but like he has this oh my god he has this amazing um, house made dressing it's Italian dressing but mm-hmm. he makes it from scratch in house Yum. and I just use that it's so refreshing mm-hmm. and I just felt like so good it reminded me of summer I was like okay it's like it's the now uh, you know it's so cold outside and everything but it just gave me that refreshing vibe I really enjoyed that and you know after salad you feel great it's light and everything so um, I'm excited for people to try but that does not mean we should run away from pizza and pasta because I love those too. I'll never run away from uh, Exactly, <laughs> right? right. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to trying those too. But I heard, I, I, I saw people's reactions while eating it. And I was like, okay, this and, and that's a lot. up and running now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it started like two days ago. Awesome. Yeah. So I, 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 like, I really think I'm going to go today. So <laughs> <laughs> excited about it. That's so great. Uh, so uh, did I see that there, you're having a chili cook-off? That's that's also that's also run by Brian. He's amazing. Like you, sh- you should have him again. I, uh, I think but, he'll be coming on in a few weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks. Uh, well, you should have him for that because that's amazing. Yes, they they're going to be uh, people who are are it's uh, it's open now. You can sign up. Okay. And like you don't even have to be a chef. I was thinking I could sign up to him. Uh, like you know, try to make a chili. You can do it. Too. I'd love to try to make a white bean chili. Well, to come. Like <laughs> I think it would be amazing. Um, it is. Um, it's going to be sort of like a competition, right? Yeah. And then it's going to be a prices, like in cash on like some other price and stuff. But the best part is like audience, like people who come that day to try, they're going to be the judge, ah. right? So they will be like, How okay, do you get I, to be an audience member? <laughs> Uh, I, I think you saw, you, there's uh, the link. It's in a bio of the uh, Planet Market Instagram account. Just so up. yeah, yeah, you sign up, and then you know it's probably like I don't know, maybe it's like twenty five dollars something like that. But you get to eat all of the. Uh, like all of the people, chilies, Try all right? The exactly, and then you vote and you say, "Oh, this one was the best, one was second best," and things like that. It's it's something we're doing for the first time, so like I'm super excited about it. But I have another event that kill my name. I want to announce too. All right, let's hear. <laughs> okay, it. so. For New Year's Eve, I went to one of the special five courses dinner with Kevin from Fancy Plants. Okay. And I just loved it. And I told him how much I loved oh, it. I complimented nice. it. And then a couple of weeks later, he reached out to me and said, hey, since you so much loved my dinner, I would love to do the same at Kale My Name. And I was like, oh, wow, that's so exciting. And he said, let's do it for Valentine's Day. And then he sends me this article about the kale being an aphrodisiac, which like, honestly, I had no idea, but there's like a 
whole breakdown of why kale is such a powerful tool if you want to perform good. <laughs> so I was like, this is so exciting. So besides kale, he wants to do some kale rolls. Besides that, he's going to have all other foods that are aphrodisiacs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we are creating a five-course Valentine's dinner that's going to be on February 14, logically, at Kale My Name. Kevin is going to be a special chef of the night, but I may do some fun things too. Um, Kevin was joking, saying he's going to refer to me as Chef Neiman for the <laughs> night because I'm going to be decorating some stuff and helping. Um, but yeah, two seatings are available at 5.30 and at 8 o'clock. Tickets are already on sale and they're already selling, which makes me really happy because there is clearly interest for something like this. But yeah, it's a fixed menu. Um, some of the drinks are included too, five-course meal and just a lot of fun with the vibes of Kale My Name and delicious food that Kevin makes. I really think it's going to be a very successful night. So get your tickets, everyone who is listening this. Go ahead and book your tickets. Awesome. Yes, I did see that, actually. And, okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to look at tickets. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, And I just want to throw out, we still have about 12 minutes. So uh, if you do have any questions uh, for Neiman about uh, Kale My Name, about this Valentine's uh, mm-hmm. dinner, which sounds amazing, uh, or uh, about X Market, 773-763-9278. Uh, and uh, so where can people go to buy tickets for that or get or maybe the chili cook off? Yes. So it's all, as I said, I talked about social media so much, like everything is connected there, right? So we have a link trees and all the links are there. Uh, for the, for the uh, chili cook-off would be on a Plan X Market Instagram account. For the um, dinner for Valentine's would be at a Kale My Name Instagram account. So, so Instagram. Yeah. X, absolutely. On Instagram, Facebook, um, I think I have my, like, it, I, instead of website, now I'm putting a link tree and it just takes to all the fun things that I do because like I am not doing so much. <laughs> Uh, so, um, yeah, it's it's where where people are already finding it. So, like, I I know they'll be able to. It's on Facebook too, and like everywhere. If people aren't on social media, though, mm-hmm. could they possibly buy it through the website? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. You can go to killmyname.com and then go to the link tree from there and find it. Okay, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because I know some people aren't as tech savvy as definitely you are. As <laughs> yeah, or just an event bright. It's an eventbrite.com. Just go there and search. The dinner is called Kill Me Fancy. Okay, oh, do you see what I we like did that. there? Yeah, okay, I see that. Kill my name and fancy plants. So we're calling it Kill Me Fancy. So just go to Eventbrite. Kill Me Fancy. And Kevin and is a good friend. He's a good guy. Oh, it yeah. makes me really happy. He, yeah. He's he's a, so much fun and super talented. And yeah, he's like really good with words. I'm encouraging him to write a cookbook and things like that because I just really think it will be amazing. I love that uh, vegan restaurants support each other mm-hmm. because it's so important to like try to you know keep going and because uh, we've lost some this year in Chicago, oh, which is so sad. We lost so many. It's, yeah. it's horrifying. Um, I've done this video where I said we are collaborators, never competitors. Yeah. And I really mean it. And that's what I live by. And that's what I do with Kill My Name. Like my main goal is to create a community that it's not just my own, but just Chicago loving vegan community mm-hmm. that just supports all. And honestly, like I'm not doing this with a goal like to gain some points, but like I literally find daily customer at Kill My Name who tells me like you support others, so I support you. Exactly. And I'm like, this is yeah. so beautiful. So 
it's just so important for me. Like, I honestly think in this point, like, I almost collaborated with every vegan restaurant that there is in Chicago, or I go there to eat, or I'm friends with the owners, or we send each other encouraging messages and stuff. Like, I don't know. Um, I don't think I ever spoke about this before, but I actually never had an official collaboration with a handlebar. Um, but they were one of the first restaurants that when I opened first scale my name and knew, but nobody knew what that was. They were one of the first people who sent me a message saying, hey, if you need anything, we are here. Any advice, like, we'll be be." happy then to provide like and then we chatted um we chatted over the years and then the other day um, um i i talk to my customers a lot like i just one of my favorite activities if i'm there i'm just gonna be bothering tables um so i ended <laughs> up talking to one of the customers and they said like oh we actually find out about this place because it was recommended to us by handlebar wow and it just made me really happy and um you know this is why i'm now speaking about this so yeah. people know that handlebar lovely people yeah that yeah. is wonderful and yeah. it i and great food all around. So, uh, well, I, I have a couple more questions, but let's get into this. What did you bring? This okay, food? so I brought you some super <laughs> I told exciting Henry things. you're bringing stuff. Okay, yes. So we have a sliders over here, okay? Oh, wow. Those are kind of, I didn't want to bring like a large burger, so we have a sliders. And the one, it's the fully veggie, the one that we make in-house. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's like super exciting. And then over here, of course, I told you I'm going to bring some retail too, our candle. This is new product, okay? So this is Kale My Name Juice. It has a very simple four ingredients, which is apple, pineapple, kale, and ginger, okay? So you're just going to love this because it's super healthy. There's nothing added. It's like probably one of the cleanest juices out there, and I just love it for that, and I absolutely want you to try. As I said, ingredients are kale, apple, pineapple, and ginger juice. It's I think really, I tried that one. Um, well, that makes me so happy because you're going to have it again yes. and it's healthy, okay? Then over here, ooh, this is going to be so much fun, okay? <laughs> Let's see this. Look what I have over here. Oh, oh my gosh. I know, right? Like, vegan food can be <laughs> so much fun. I mean, look at this. Look, look at this. Look so we want to show, or you're showing that and uh-huh. I'll show the Over Facebook there. Okay, feed yeah, too. yeah, sure. Um, everywhere. These are the and sliders. These this are room, the sliders, so good, yes. By the way. What? This room smells so good. It smells good, right? <laughs> Yay. I um, should have brought napkins. The reason, oh my God, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you see, uh, the reason I decided to bring this one is because it's so good, even cold. Wh- which like, one is it's this? It's a Caesar avocado wrap, but I also oh. added Tindal chicken in it. Yeah. It's so good. It's like one of my favorite plantains. Like, the, yeah. And you know what? This is just iconic. Tacanos are just like everybody's favorite. Oh, like, yeah, I, I love so those. far, like, I'm still to meet the person so that tell, tells tell me. Tell our that. listeners what tacanos. So tacanos are tacanos. Okay, let me let me show it over here yeah. too. You see it over there? Is that one camera? And over here. Okay, so tacanos are Venezuelan cheese sticks okay as you know my hubby is from venezuela and when i was opening a kale my name there was literally condition he was like i'll support you with the restaurant i'll help you but you have to have tacanos on the menu so like, i'm gonna make a vegan tacanos because like <laughs> i honestly think that nobody does that like that's a very traditional the dish for them. Them, yeah. honestly i think we're the only restaurant that i know that makes vegan tacanos and they're just so good and that's why they're everybody's favorite they're kind of cheese stick but they're more inside of the pastry okay. right 
I had a friend who described it as a cheese donut. And that's uh, interesting. Yeah, I can see that. And I was like, oh my God, that description just makes me so happy. But yeah, I've got corny Greek fries. And I'm going to hand bite. Henry one. Mm. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah. Mm. And then um. here we go. Uh-huh. I'm going to open for you those two. Because I was trying to pick stuff that I know it's going to be good even when travel. Right. Right? So our empanadas travel great. I mean, look at them. Ooh. Look at those over and there. And what kind of empanadas are these? Empanadas are... Uh, f- fully focused on the veggies, which, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of have dishes a lot that I focus yeah. on that. So empanadas are having mushrooms and then panadas are having zucchini and onion. And then it has a four ingredient that I argue with people a lot because people say that it's not a veggie. And I think like how how potato it's not a veggie. Tell me that potato. Yes. I know tomatoes considered a fruit, but I, I don't know. But what then potato is potatoes, a veggie. I or know. A starch. Like, I, I think potato is a veggie, okay? Because, okay, like, anyway, I cannot live without potatoes, okay? Oh, no, like, I love potatoes. I love potatoes in any form. I'm the same way. It's like, like, give I'm me like, some potatoes. Universe, Lord, thank you for potatoes. <laughs> it's just so good. And look at this. The, you, your own juice. I know. Kale Girl, like, juice. it makes me so happy. Mm. Kale, my name, juice. Yes. And uh, and the candle? Kale, a candle is called Kale, my flame. <laughs> Got to play and a little is bit. Is there a, a scent? It's a different sense, right? Ooh. This one, it says over there, like in a, in a detail, but I was kind of more focusing on when I was creating them. I did it, it with, a, nice. with a, a Sense Queens that it's also Albany Park small business. Um, they're making vegan candles, which like a lot of people don't know that often like a, a scents, uh, perfumes, fragrances, candles are not vegan. Right. Because like a lot of people use all type of weird ingredients and in everything they do. And I'm like, why? When well, we can go clean, like the scent queens. And beeswax itself is exactly. not vegan. And-, and that's why I was so happy to collaborate with them, knowing that we are doing a vegan candle. And they brought this like a hundreds and hundreds of different scents that you can play with. And I kind of made it myself. And picked like what kind of the the scents I want, and I just had a three favorite, and and they're all now uh, part of the Kel my Kel my flame collection, and they can be found at um, at Kel my name, but also on our website, Linktree, Instagram, everywhere. So um, and it's been and it's been doing really good. Like I think this is like a fourth refill of the candles that we got from them, and it always sells out, which makes me really happy because people are loving it. And they smell so nice. I mean, yeah. did you? Is it soy based? Yeah, soy based. Yeah, yeah. yeah. soy wax. Yeah. Uh, so we got to have Henry try an empanada. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to try one of these. Um, the we have Kenyans. about two minutes. Oh yeah, please. So tell everybody while I'm taking a bite of this, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, where they can come get your great food. Both the uh, addresses to kill my name and. Uh, Kitchen, Perfect. Or, I mean, uh, the X market, yeah, right? X market. As I said, both of them before mm-hmm. I previously told you this, that's why I love it. Both of them are located on Montrose Street. And as I said, I just need one more and then I'm going to write a petition to change the name to Kill My Name <laughs> Street instead of the Montrose Street because um, it has one very near to the lake, which is Plan X Market. And that's when it's 804 uh, West Montrose. And while the um, original Kill My Name location. It's happening on a 3300 West Montrose Avenue. And you're not going to believe this, but this April is going to be our fourth birthday. 
I'm like, hasn't it been four years already? Like we're entering our fifth year. Wow, it is wild. Like I, I, I cannot believe it's been it's been so quick. But also when I look back, so much has happened in those uh, four oh, yeah. years. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a weird feeling, feeling both feeling like, oh my god, like I cannot believe um, it's been four years. But also feeling, yep, that makes sense because has so much has happened. Right, and, time yeah. flies. I know. I and know. there is free parking at Chicago X Market, right? That is correct. There's a garage that is attached over there, so I think everybody should. Everybody should do it. Oh my god, I did a hilarious video. I like I'm, social media. It's so funny. They did the 